Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Uh, today, Google is added Messenger to its YouTube and Amazon's coming after YouTube. There we go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Uh-oh. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Um, the show where, of course, we break down geek culture, <laughs> uh, nerd culture, geek news with black and brown geek perspective, tech news and nerd culture with a black and brown geek perspective. Happy birthday to uh, Stevie Wonder. I was, yes, trying to get, sir. I was trying to get to the chorus. <laughs> young Stevie. Young uh, Stevie. Young Stevie. He's a, he's a young 66 years old today. Born yeah. in 1950. Um, probably the, the, the last, I mean, with the passing of of, of Michael and Prince, I mean, you know, lot, lots been written about Prince and his incredible genius and his, you know, multi instrumental, self taught, crazy genius. But I mean, Stevie. Yeah, he's one of our our last luminaries. I mean, his genius is is on a whole nother spectrum. Yes. I mean, I think body of work, yep. um, musicianship. Um, philanthropy, activism, yeah. just all around artistry. Like yeah. he's no n- n- incomparable. Yeah, it's also good. To have, it's just interesting to have someone that's been present my entire my my entire life. Like he's been present yeah. musically my entire life. He's about a couple years younger than my than my mother and father. Like he's about four years younger than them, but like three four years younger. But like obviously present my entire life and, and almost their entire life. And not just present. But made music that is relevant to sure. how we evolve within our lives. Yeah, like the song we just played. Like that song, we play that for our own birthday. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, of course, exactly, exactly. That's a good point. Um, I just, I don't want to, I just, I don't want to go off Stevie for a second. But uh, I just saw Stevie last year, this year, um, in New York, Madison Square Garden, at the end of his big tour, and it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And you know, what I would say, I, I seen Steve, Stevie before, but this show was incredible. It really reminded me of. Um, of what what a genius he was. I mean, he is. I mean, he's not. He's not dead. Uh, but also, my daughter, who my young daughter, we, we were going back and forth texting at birthday to Stevie, sharing some clips, and I sent her just a clip from Sesame Street from 1973. Uh, Stevie doing the one two three song. Some of my favorite YouTube clips. If you guys want to check that out, check that out. It's just like dope. It's dope vintage Sesame Street. Dope vintage Stevie. And it holds up today, and I was like, "Damn, that, that, that's old as me." Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, happy birthday, Steve Wonder. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. As I said, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by Keely Shine. Keely, how are you? Aside from the praising Stevie, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Ready to get into these tech stories? Yes, man. sir. A uh, lot, lots to talk about too. There's a couple that we left off that I want to I want to get into because I do want to talk about. Um, um, I know we talked about Civil War last week, but I do want to talk about. Uh, some video game stuff because two hot trailers mm-hmm. came out and we didn't put it on the rundown but I want to talk about them. Um, Battlefield One, mm-hmm. the trailer for that came out, which is the World War One. The, the Battlefield just circle circle it all the way back to World War One. Yeah, and trying just going to reset it and play all the wars again. And then uh, Modern Warfare yeah. came out with their newest newest one, which is Modern Warfare Infinite, which looks incredible. Both of these look like. Like the real deal, right? The real <laughs> insane deal. So yeah. kind of want to touch on both those trailers. But before that, let's get into Amazon. Uh, Amazon is is making some moves. Actually, they they're continuing to make some moves. I read some. I read one thing saying that Amazon is poised to be the first three trillion dollar company or something like that, like hmm. coming in the next few years, or they're a pace to being that. But Amazon did an interesting thing. They 
have launched their, their new thing, uh, something they're calling Amazon Video Direct. And what this is, this is really a direct uh, shot at Google and YouTube. It meant to be a sort of competitor for YouTube, um, meaning like, you know, uh, amateur publishers and, and creatives and professionals can actually, you know, post their video on YouTube and then it gives them a bunch of different options for revenue streams yeah. on that as opposed to the YouTube way, which is kind of gangster in, in hindsight. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it's good. They have to innovate, they have to compete, and this is a great way for them to do so. Um, launching this platform, I think, is good for them because they already have their kind of like uh, high premiere content that they're trying to get awards for. Now they're offering that up to, you know, creators that you know want to be able to have an audience and they want to be able to capitalize off that audience and so i think it's good and fair to be able to compensate them and you know amplify you know what they're creating so that they can actually get their personal messaging out i i, I love it i love having the competition because youtube is so dominant in that space but you're right um youtube has not been the the, the well, i wouldn't say they're not fair but they've definitely taken their fair share of uh the ad revenue for those content creators and hopefully amazon will be more uh more balanced in terms of how they distribute the, the revenue that's made. So. I mean, I think the deeper dive into YouTube, I was really <laughs> shocked on on the, on, the, on the economics and the breakdowns of this. It's very very record industry esque. I mean, it felt, yeah. felt very. I mean, the yeah. fact that so if you're if you're a content creator for YouTube, first of all, and you go through some of these other bigger studios like Makers or, or something like that, who gobble up all these guys. First thing is YouTube takes forty three percent off the top. Wow. Your distribution. <laughs> hey, you want to use our distribution platform? 40%. We're going to take 43%. And then if you're going through one of these guys like Maker, they take their cut, yeah. which is usually an additional anywhere from 20 to 60%. Mm. Wap, wap. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of yeah. like, so a lot, of these, a lot of these guys who sign these deals with um, Maker or some of these other, you know, these giant studios are now fighting to get out of those three-year deals to get their direct deal with YouTube yeah. just so they can, they, they're begging for that 43%, for that for that 62% or whatever it is. I can't do the math. Yeah. So, um, I'm not 67%, but... I like I like what Amazon is doing in the sense that they're saying for the top hundred um, content creators through this new platform, they're going to offer a million dollars a month to be able to even offset even more, uh, uh, even to offer. I mean, even more compensation aside from you know you making money off per view per you know for the ad revenue. Here's an additional bonus. I like that. I think that's incentivizing people to create and incentivizing people to like try to market their material to get the the most exposure as possible. And so. I don't know. I, I think it's a good segue because Amazon sells products. Yeah. Like you're able to have product placement. There's so many th different things that you could do theor theoretically that I think they could build upon it. I think it's a good move for them. Well, that's what I want to ask you about. Like, this, this is, I want to spend a little time on this because this is really interesting to me. Like, the whole, you know, Amazon has really been, been really smart and, and very transparent about why they're doing everything. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're there to sell products, right? They're, yeah. they're there to get you to, you know, ship with them, buy from them, do whatever, whatever it is from them. And so, um, uh, that's why they, that's why they created this entire uh, original programming division. So yeah. you can watch their if you're watching their their shit, then you're gonna buy from them. Yeah. they're keeping the ecosystem. The question I have: So Google, when they when, when they bought YouTube, they they bought YouTube solely for the purpose of that. Like, you know, YouTube was was a huge search engine, was one of the number one, mm -hmm. was a, like the number two search engine out there. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're in a search business, so they bought Google exclusively for the search stuff. And they bought then, YouTube. I'm sorry, they yeah. bought YouTube for the search, and then also being able to utilize this, these videos at all. And and just like Gmail, it's like everything they do, they want to keep you in their ecosystem because mm -hmm. the more you search, the more money Google makes. Mm -hmm. So YouTube, Gmail. Mail, those are all offered for free, so they can so you can search more, which is a brilliant move on Google. While they dominate those spaces, absolutely. Um, 
Amazon is doing a similar playbook. You know, they're kind of late to the game. They're, all, they're late with their with their stuff, but it's but they're doing this, but it's also keeping the ecosystem with search and everything else. But you're also buying stuff, right? I mean, this seems like the smartest thing I've ever heard. I mean, is this? I mean, I, am I wrong about this? <laughs> no, not at all. I think it's very smart, and the offering is is something different. It brings diversity to the marketplace. It you know. Put some fire behind. Put some fire at the feet of YouTube and Google. Like, hey, maybe they'll innovate a little bit more differently. And I think having that type of that that play, that that ebb and flow between the two, I think is good for for everybody. It's good for the content creator because now you have options. You could do both. You know, you're not restricted to just one. You have you have you could build audiences in, in multiple places. And yeah, depending on your strategy, depending on what the content is, would be appropriate for that space. But I think it's good for every. It's good for everyone. It's good for Amazon. It's good for YouTube. It's good for the consumer that's watching the video, and it's good for the maker, the creator, that is actually making the material. Right. So. That makes sense. Uh, well, I'm really excited about this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see what this has in store for guys like us down the road. I mean, like, well, you know. Um, and, and I wonder if this will be as ubiquitous, or at least as much in the zeitgeist, public zeitgeist as YouTube is. What do, what do you think about that? Do you think it'll? Do you think it'll still be like the second tier thing? How long do you think Definitely. it'll take before YouTube is up there? I think. I mean, before I'm sorry, but Amazon Direct Video, I think, be short that that thing is up there with YouTube. I think it'll remain um, little brother until little brother status until if and when you know they're able to offer such compensation that people will just completely pivot and go and go to them as kind of like their platform of choice like if the offering is like moderate or it's like slightly above youtube i don't see them i don't see them knocking them out the seat i just don't youtube is youtube is huge youtube is a, a behemoth that we've never seen they get a billion plus views a day you know what i'm saying like they have unstoppable. <laughs> I mean, their their global um, user base is is billions of people. Right. So it's like Amazon has a long way to go before they could tip that down. Right. So, so okay, we'll see. It's interesting. Like I said, they need a name change. Amazon Amazon Video Direct Me. Like that. Another, <laughs> that doesn't sound. It's not very catchy. Okay. Moving on. Um, speaking of Google, and I just did this this morning, and I'm very happy about it. Google has this new um, new keyboard. It's called, uh, what is it called? I forgot what it's called. Gboard. Yeah, Gboard. Yeah. Sorry, the Gboard. Not the keyboard. The G now, that's a catchy name. Yeah. They got finally got one. The Gboard. You yeah. know, uh, Google, uh, they know what they're doing. They've, they've got, so iOS has had these third-party keyboards out for a minute. It's been like a couple years now. They've, they've introduced these third-party keyboards. Uh, so Bitmojis, very, very, fam very famous with them. Emojis and Starbucks and other people have them. Finally, G uh, Google's got one, and they got this incredible keyboard, which allows you to do searches right within your text, mm -hmm. and it allows you to do crazy things like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, crazy things are easy, like like you do when you're texting, like instantly post post gifs or yeah. gifs. Um, like if you like you search a location for a restaurant, you can easily search, you know, post that location directly from your keyboard without without having to copy and paste and go back into maps and go back and forth. Yeah, uh, I've been using it. For about three hours, mm -hmm. and it's already changed my life. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think this is a very useful tool because it shortens the workflow, and you want to be able to have your navigation and your communication with someone seamless. And so if you are having a dialogue over message or in, in, in an email, and there's information that you want to search or you want to be able to communicate. It is inconvenient to have to hop out of the app into another app to capture that information, collect that information, and then bring it back in. Right. So, I mean, it seems so simple. Like, why didn't we think of this ages ago? So, just create a button within, you know, the, the the messaging app where you can be able to get that information and quickly send it send it off. Yeah. I think it's perfect. It's seamless. Um, 
And I love what they're doing as it relates to, hey, well, Apple, since you want to be able to have control over your software and your iOS and all that good stuff and, and keep and, and keep pretty much it all corralled, well, this is our way to be able to still um, get information from your consumer because they might be using Yelp as an app, but now we can now we can monitor what they're doing because we have our Google key, we have our Gboard built into the messaging, so we we know what they're they're searching for and communicating with. If it's a if it's a restaurant that they want to review on Yelp, well, we got it. We'll pull it up for you. And now we have that information, and we are able to now generate the the proper ad for that consumer. So. Right, and and that you hit it on the head. That is that is brilliant. That's something that I, I, I didn't I didn't think of as well, which is which is implicit and obvious. I was going to ask you a question, which is which kind of leads to that, which is the idea of um, you know Google playing nice with Apple. I mean, not, not that they've been at odds, but you know Google Maps and Apple kind of bump Google Maps out the out the scene with Apple Maps and and then you know Google's. I mean, Apple's very much like we like you around Google, but we're just trying to do everything you're trying to do. So get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So uh, this this really came to a head with all with the, with the phone stuff, the Android versus the the, the iPhone, right? Yeah. Um, I find this very interesting that that Google this this isn't really available for the Android technology yet. You know, not, I mean, I'm sure it will be, and they'll figure something out. But this is not available for Android. Tech. This is this is only for iOS. And I thought that this was like, oh, this is more of an olive branch. But as you as you mentioned, it's more of a Trojan horse. Really, it's really a way for Google to infiltrate Apple and all of their users. Because when I when I when I did download this mug, I did notice a very conspicuous uh, terms of service. And uh, thing, I'm like, huh? What's this? Long, long scroll, scroll, scroll. Ah, accept like a fool. So, who knows? So Google's got all my shit now. Yeah. Every time I search, every time they, they, they it's, it's a brilliant move. Yeah, I, I think this. I mean, it speaks to the our greater conversation about how apps, the the um, the saturation of apps will continue to diminish because most people don't use, like when the apps first came out, you used like a gang of apps. I have a gang of apps, I wanna use them. Now people use like three or four or five, yeah. you know, the same apps. Yeah. And so now, like I feel like, we always talk about on the show, the bot technology or AI technology be able to get the information for us. I think this is even like a step closer to that because I don't need to go to Yelp yeah. anymore. I don't need to go to, um, uh, IMDB anymore. I don't need to go to whatever, you know what I'm saying? I could just do it right from when I want to generate an email or a message or whatever, or through my browser. So right. I, I agree. And also, is this kind of what I was speaking to earlier about Google's, I mean, they, they had a plan early on. They just want to dominate search. And if people are using their search engine, then they're collecting that information and they're mm -hmm. making money. Yeah. And all they want to do is, is collect as much data as possible, yeah. which in the written, the easiest way you collect data is people search. Yeah. So that's why they that's why they offered, they created Gmail and offered it for free. As yep. much storage as you want. Have all the storage you want for free. Everybody's like, this is weird. And now everyone's on Gmail. Mm -hmm. And now they got all that info. Yep. You know, same thing with YouTube. Let's buy YouTube. All that search and info. And now, you know, they're, they're in your iOS. So, I don't know, Alphabet. I, I don't know. What, I, this, this kind of, this kind of, um, well, this kind of bleeds into my next story about the question about Google's intent. I think it's do no evil. What, what is their mantra? It's either do no harm or do no evil or don't do evil shit, something like that. Uh, it, it worries me because I get, I get conspiracy theoried out. Like I, I just feel like one company having so much power and so much information, like if it's a privately held company, like you know, what happens when someone buys that company? What happens when someone not so cool decides they're going to buy it? What when Putin too, buys Google? It's too big to buy by yeah, one person. That's true. I mean, you're right. It is. We, I, I keep saying that, and you keep saying that, and you're right. But we'll see. All right. Uh, speaking of which, so Google, a lot of Google, a lot of Google and Amazon today. Google, um, 
This is pretty much a Google-dominated podcast, by the way. Google and Apple and Google and Apple and Google. But Google um, did the thing where they pulled the plug on all their predatory payday loan ads, which mm. is, which everyone is praising. Mm. Everyone is everyone's very happy about this. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into whole thing about you know payday loans and predatory loans and, and who and who and who those loans target. We know uh, all the answers to these things, but. Uh, Google, then there's nothing good about a quote unquote payday loan. Nothing good comes from payday loans. Nothing good. Just a lot of nah. broke people, Man. you know, getting loans so that they can't afford for three hundred dollars until yeah. they quote unquote payday and end up owing fifteen hundred twenty, you know, thousand fifteen hundred dollars for a three hundred dollar loan and then being more broke. Yeah, and then these these predatory loan companies just making more money off it. So Google, um, and sometimes more than that, like now these payday loans you can get up to five thousand dollars. Retarded. That 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 could be, that bankrupts more some Man. families. Okay. You. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but Google says no to these to these to these ads, and everyone's everyone's really applauding this, and it's 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 a it's a good thing, but it also it raises some other questions for me. But I, but first, mm-hmm. before I get into that, what do you, what do you? I mean, I think I definitely applaud it because in a way, it's like it's corporate it's corporate responsibility. It's taking a stand for you know, it's taking an ethical stand. What is right? What is wrong? When, when we look at when we look at this, yeah, it's a it's a business. Free enterprise, you're able to operate your business, and, and you want to be able to market your business and scale up and do all that good stuff. Good, but in a way, it's it's slavery. It's financial slavery. You're putting people in slavery, like because you are specifically marketing the people that are helpless. You know what I'm saying? And so, hey, we'll give you the money, and then knowing damn well you're gonna make a you, ten times off of off off the loan because and and then how they go about retrieving the information, having access to their checking account, and just taking the money out, and then, and then they have to face over over charges, all that stuff. Like I think I think it's saying like, hey, we we do, we will not support you promoting slavery. Right. That's exactly what it is. We'll take a stand on it, and we're not gonna have that type of business. Um, um, promoted on our platform, and so so I think you were alluding to well, where's the fine line? Like, right. I think that I think they have because a fi- it's, it's it's for good now. But they have if- a fine line. Okay. If you're a business that that um that makes that is charging more than uh, I think thirty six percent on the on the APR, then we will not thirty six percent on the APR. We will not uh we will not we will not offer you ads essentially. Yeah. If you're below that or you're you're at that, then you we we will still do business with you. And that's the fine line. Okay. I think that's just like, yo, put my foot down. This is what it's going to be. I like it. I mean, I mean, I, I like it too. I guess, I guess, I guess, I like it too. But you, you, you answered and asked my question of where, you know, where does the line? Because Google right now do no evil, and they're doing that now. But what happens when something else is maybe not so evil? Because we are talking about capitalism and, and people's ability to, to to sell and do things. What happens when you know I come up with an app that I think is great and I make a lot of money off it, and Google doesn't like it? And I can't get in that. I can't. Even, I can't crack the Google ecosystem because Google's like, nah. Joe. Hey, when you walk into a restaurant, sometimes you see the sign. We have a, a right, right to reserve serving you, right? right. We re- we can refuse that. We can refuse to serve you. So, I mean, what's the difference? Well, because the difference is size. Now, if 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 if, if, if I, it's one thing if I walk into the local diner and they said we have the right to refuse service to to anyone, but if I walk into McDonald's and there's a sign up, it's a picture of me, and it says no Joe Braswell's in McDonald's. I can't go. All, I can't go to McDonald's over the world like that. That, that that's what we're talking about here because Google's no, you can't, operating you can't, at, that, at that size. You can't go scope. to McDonald's all over the world if you don't have a shirt on or shoes on. Right. If you if you play by the rules, if you offer whatever the whatever the the whatever the the entry level is, then you're fine. 
the entry level to walk in McDonald's, you got to have clothes on. Huh. <laughs> you can't I mean, walk the, in there the, naked. I, I guess this, this was just one of the, I, I agree. This is just one of those age old capitalism. I mean, I guess what you're saying is there's just fundamental, basic, you know, common sense rules that we should be following. Like if we're, we're not, Google's not going to promote a child, the you know, child enslavement exactly. site or, you know, or something like that. I, I get that. But the flip side of that is like, you know, there is, you have to, you have to start to ask the question on the other side, in my opinion. I think that like, if you don't, then it, it just becomes a slippery slope. And, of course you have. And, and only because we're dealing with un these these new tech corporations of unprecedented size, unprecedented size, and unprecedented reach, like Google, Amazon, Facebook, like these guys are like in your shit, like in ways that no other company has ever been before. Even even like Bell and, and, and you choose to utilize these platforms, right? Like you can choose not to, right. like. You have a choice. It's not like that's the only thing you can do. If you want to have a business and do that, you don't have to use Google. You no. don't. That's not a requirement. Very true. Very true. I just, I, I just wonder. I mean, it, 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 it like, I, again, do no evil. I appreciate it. It makes sense. Uh, but, but, yeah, hooray for, uh, for, for, for Google for pulling the plug on predatory loans. Uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just, let's, let's see what happens in the future. Um, all right, moving on. So YouTube. Speaking of Google, God, more Google. YouTube has a new messenger, uh, which means that you never have to leave YouTube. I mean, this is just, again, keeping you in the ecosystem, keeping you in the thing. It seems like everywhere I go, there's a there's a new messenger in the spot that I didn't realize. You know, I didn't realize what I feel like a complete moron for not realizing is, uh, speaking of Facebook, uh, I was in Instagram and I got a DM in, in Instagram from a friend and then I hit him back and then we're in like a conversation, like like five minute conversation. I'm like, wait a minute, am I messaging on Instagram? I didn't know you could do that. And of course you can. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think like, oh, every, everything has messaging now. So what, what do you think of this? Um, I think this is good. Um, as we were just mentioning in the, in the previous story that, I mean, the user base of YouTube is so massive and that's how a lot of people communicate. We are a, we are a, a video centric society now. Right. Um, we, we talk in pictures and videos and so, Hey, like if I want to show, if I want to reference something, um, what's the quickest way to do it? Well, here, here it is. Here's the tool to do that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm having some conversation with you about sports and we're referencing Jackie Robinson. I want to be able to pull that up and show you the video immediately versus like, hold on, let me send you the link in the email. Right. Like, so this is a, this is a perf, perf, perfect segue to be able to do that. And um, it's also galvanizing that user base. Um, same thing that Facebook is doing because the mobile game is where it's at, right? That's where people are searching. That's where people are searching. That's where people are spending most of their time um, consuming content. So we want people to be conversing on our platform, not just consuming, but conversing. So why not marry? Why not put put together both of the worlds? So that's what they're doing with this, which I think is great. It is interesting. I mean, for, and so for us who utilize YouTube as a platform, like here in the show, uh, so we, we were live streaming us on YouTube now. We live stream other shows here at BHL and our sister network, AfterBuzz. I mean, because we already have the ability to sort of to, to chat with people in, in, the, in the chat room as we're live streaming, but the idea of being able to you know, be in the YouTube ecosystem, watching videos. Having, I think this speaks more to the notion of the shared experience. Um, and I guess the next move would be able to like, let's, oh, check out this, you know, the Key and Peele eating hot wings on that thing. Let's check it out together and then talk about it together. I mean, that's, I guess that's, that's where this is going, which is, which would be interesting mm -hmm. if, if, if we can watch something together. Cause that shared experiences are what is, you know, that's another way, uh, that's a bit sort of what we all sort of crave, you mm -hmm. know, so. Um, 
uh, I, I guess I guess I like it. I just I'm, I'm just curious about where it goes and, and and how it goes. But I anyway. mean, man, you got you got you got to think that I, I think I read a statistic saying that YouTube has man they have captured the audience from 18 to 49. They have in terms of in terms of their audience reach, in terms of their their uh, their their visibility and also the uh, number of, of views that they get daily. Like it's bigger than any cable company that exists. Right. Like so, I think them creating these additional tools to be able to keep us, like you said, in the in the ecosystem. I think is the smart. This is a smart move because you want to be able to stay there. As, you want to be able to keep that consumer in there as long as possible. Right. And so if I can give you an extra free tool to do that hey there you have it i i should say that yeah i should make an announcement that as as much of an apple guy as i am as much as an apple loyalist i am i just got the six plus which i love by the way uh as much apple loyalist i am google's been kind of winning the joe braswell war right now google google's got me like i'm, I'm in google hangout now i'm in google hangout on a regular basis with uh with uh, my other business partner Steve and our other partner in London, I'm on, on a regular basis. I use Google Hangout for video and chat. I use Google Hangouts with some other friends. I'm now, I love Google Hangout, and so and then to this morning I downloaded the Google, the, the Google keypad, G G pad, whatever mm -hmm. it's called, G G board, mm -hmm. and I love that. And now this YouTube thing, I'm a YouTube person. I just I wonder. For the first question is, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of integration between Google Hangouts and and and, and the G board and this thing. Because that would be the ultimate in Gmail. I mean, it's, it all seems like that that's the way to go. And also, I've been like in stupid, um, what, what's the uh, the document stuff? Uh, G Google Documents, Google Docs, thank you. I've been in Google Docs like lately too. So I feel like that I've been in this Google ecosystem without me knowing it. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like that all of those tools are pretty incredible. And I don't see Apple with anything that's quite comparative of that i mean what do you, do you mean do you or I mean, microsoft for that matter i mean i i i think we use apple for you know the experience the, the experience on the device i think we use google for our tools our productivity tools or our even our entertainment tools and so i think that i mean for me i've always used the, the google apps for most of my productive business um and so i i feel like i feel like it yeah, it's 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 native to me. Like I don't, I feel like they they are. What am I, what am I trying to say? They're the best. They're the best in terms sure. of tools that so you, that you, you, you employ. Them as the best because I, I, yeah. I like Microsoft. You know, the Microsoft suite, the Apple suite, and then yeah. Google. Your your Google's you you went Google wins for you. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this. Yeah. I, I think that I'm 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 have to embrace the Google. I mean, I love Apple, but like I think I'm have to embrace the Google, especially on the on all those suites. I mean, yeah. the only thing that that Microsoft is winning, actually, it's not even Microsoft, it's Adobe, is the creative suites that, yeah. that, you, that you use. But like, I don't know, man. I'm 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 just having my own sort of awakening right here in live in real time. Yeah, but you, I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta delineate too. Like, are we talking about the mobile game? Or are we talking about you know desktop, laptop game? Because if you're talking about that, it might be a different. You might have a different experience. It's all it's all integrated to me, and I, I haven't been on a desktop in a, in or a laptop. cool minute. But like, yeah, but I think that the. I think it's all pretty integrated to me. I think the one thing that I'm really embedded in, really embedded in, is Safari, and I've been I've been hearing from you know from from Lola and some other folks that you know uh, Chrome is the way to go. I just I just can't really get with Chrome's interface, and I, I don't know if that's just me being a Safari loyalist or or what. But I think that's the final frontier for me. If I if I go over to Chrome, I don't know. I don't know what's left. Yeah. 
I mean, what do you, what do you, are, are you, cause you're not with Chrome, you're still a Safari guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think for the desktop, it's a different scenario for me in terms of how I use that piece of technology versus how I use my phone. So how I use my phone, I think Google gives me the right tools to be able to, um, access the things that I need and be able to communicate the things that I need in, in the most efficient way. On the desktop is different. I have different tools for different projects um, that I use that aren't necessarily Google-centric. So I think it, it really depends on the technology, the medium in which you're using, for me at least. I'm like, I can't, I can't say that I am a Google guy across all uh, mediums of technology. I'm not. So. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I, where I land on this. And uh, I just wonder if they're all going to continue to intersect or one day they're all going to lock each other out. You know, like, like they've already, you've already seen this with, with Microsoft Word on uh, all the Microsoft suite in the new Apple um, iOS that you can't use that mm -hmm. Microsoft stuff on that. So I wonder at which point, um, it's been, they've been coexisting for a while with the exception of Flash, and, 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 uh, but they've been coexisting for a while. I wonder if we get to that point where, you know, Google's gonna lock out, you know, Apple, Amazon, and you know, and uh, and Microsoft, and vice versa. But I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but that could be the case. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I I, I, I digress further than that. Uh, let's moving on. Uh, Apple. Speaking of Apple, Apple is is uh is 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 trying to get into the the transportation game i mean uber uber has this giant rival called uh didi is it didi wait i can't remember that chung i think it's, i can't pronounce it right but uh they're, they're basically china's uber yeah. um that that dominates you know larger than uber possibly could um they do like 11 million uh rides a day uh and and three million users in like 400 Chinese cities, and they're the Uber of China, and they dominate. Mm -hmm. And um, Apple is basically Uber has been really trying to crack the Chinese market for a long time, unsuccessfully. Well, I should say unsuccessfully, but they've had some issues. China, I mean, uh, Apple's like looks at Uber, looks at this this spot, and dumps a billion mm -hmm. into these guys. First of all, why? And and what do you think of this? Well, why they already have a relationship with China. Obviously, most of Apple's products are made there. Yeah. Um, so and there has been some type of friction with that relationship over the course of Apple's um, evolution. Right. And I feel that Apple and their their future uh, technologies that they're building. Obviously, they want, they want to get into the, the car game, the automotive game. Um, so why not, you know, create this, start this relationship with uh, the, the country that has the biggest population and has, if arguably, the most cars. Right. Um, and so if, if people are using this app that provides a, a car service or provides transportation, yeah, to be able to have that um, relationship kind of like fostered now when that when Apple develops that technology, I think it'll make the, the integration of it, when it's time, like super huge for that country. Right. Um, so I think that's the move. In terms of Uber um, and Didi as uh, competitors, I, I mean, Didi is native to China. Like like the the, the citizen of China is gonna use that probably. Um, it probably speaks to um, them culturally. In, in a, it speaks to them culturally versus Uber. I used Uber in China. Okay, so um, you've, been, you've been in China twice at least. And I used Uber there. Okay. Um, and, and it was the same as using it here. So, okay. but but I'm sure if I spoke Chinese and like it was Didi, I'd probably be using Didi. Yeah. So, because I mean, there's no English version of Didi, right? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked at the app and it was yeah. like, well, I, I would. I would think not. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. 
Well, I mean, we'll see. I, it's it's interesting to see, and I wonder if this will have a a, a, reflect, a, a, a a the opposite effect. I wonder if Didi could make inroads here with Apple's Heck help. No, no way. Come Uber's on. got a super lock, right? How I mean, how could they? I mean, Lyft is Lyft is Lyft, Lyft's still swinging though, man. Lyft, Lyft, Lyft's not going anywhere. They they can't. They don't have the market share. It's not going Uber anywhere. Does. Exactly. <laughs> Lyft is spending a lot of marketing dollars trying to get people. And, and those, Lyft, those Lyft rides are, in my personal experience, I feel like people, I'm exclusively Uber, but I feel like people that I know use Lyft and Uber equally. They, they say them like, you know, they say them both like, ah, Lyft or Uber, Lyft or Uber. I find that in, in, urban, in urban sectors, like people are using Lyft and Uber. Like, yeah. I, that's, that, either that, or. That'd be an interesting case study, like why someone would use Lyft versus Uber. I, I cannot give a, a, a intelligent reason as to why you you would. Yeah, I don't know, but I, well, because I think we we, we were early ad- adapters to, to Uber, and we're, we're, we're riding with Uber. I, I haven't even downloaded Lyft yet. I get, I, me neither. I know, so that, that's why, so you and I are the wrong guys to talk to. But people, Zach, do you use, do you use, do you use Uber or Lyft? I actually uh, actually drive for both companies. Aha! Well, that's different. Though. Here we go. That's different. You're making you're making your money. So well, let me. Not, so so who so who do you uh, like? Who do you who 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 gives you more rides? Or is that, I guess it's up to you. Like who? I mean, basically, I mean, as a driver, it comes down to uh, the obvious thing, which is just how much money I'm making from each company, and sure. that actually varies very much week to week. Right. Um, they do promotions for the riders, and they also do promotions for the drivers. So right. right now, Uber has a good promotion for the drivers, but Lyft will have one soon as well. Lyft has one as well. It's just, and I and I have to balance out when I'm available, when the promotion's best. Okay. Um, I, I I will say, as a passenger, I almost exclusively use Lyft. Oh, okay. tell tell us why. Why? Um, I think it's partially just the culture. I mean, I started with Lyft, and yeah, there, is there is definitely a sense of uh, the the. Overall, the people that I've had as drivers tend to be nicer, um, friendlier, because that's the attitude that they breed, but that's not universal. I've also had Uber drivers who are very nice, and I've had Lyft drivers who don't know what they're doing and are very, like, like former taxi drivers, like, giving right. you the taxi driver vibe. It goes both ways. I think it's, uh, but Lyft definitely pushes that feeling of community, whether or not it's actually there. Well, so I'm, I'm an old dude. Is this is this a generational thing? Because I do find that I feel like younger people, like millennials, are are, are definitely more Lyft users. And uh, I got turned off a of Lyft because when they first dropped, they had the, the, the big ass pink mustache. Oh the yeah, whips, I got one the, in my garage. I mean, yeah, the, the whips were all broken down. I mean, I don't know what kind of car you drive, so the whips were all broken down. It was weird. I don't know. I did, I, did, I didn't like it. it, it just, I felt like the whole experience yeah, I was think less. The brand messaging was off. It didn't really attract me. It didn't speak. It didn't speak my language. Like Uber, it's always been kind of like cutting edge innovative and that's why I went with that but never I mean I don't maybe if I was uh, I don't know if I had a bad experience with Uber then maybe I might want to try Lyft but I haven't had a bad experience yeah, I haven't yeah. had anything that like push me towards them yeah so I've had two bad experiences out of like out of the hundred hundreds of rides and one of them was one of them was in Denver but but let's but answer that question is it do you think this is a millennial thing or is it just you find across the board people just um I mean there definitely is a, a younger I think passenger base and driver base for Lyft, um, but it it go but it but the generations it spans. Um, so there might be there. I'd be interested to see the data on that. There very well might be uh, something for something to it. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Right, well, we'll keep keeping on that. But uh, Uber is still king. <laughs> Uber is Uber is dominating and. Uh, you know, not in China. Chris Saka and those guys, but not in China. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Zach, when you start driving for, driving for Didi, let us know. 
know, <laughs> do another here. I'll keep mind. Didn't Lyft just uh, partner with a, some? They partnered with some Chinese rideshare company. Oh, that's right. I don't know if that was Didi or not. I know it couldn't have been. That that would be a smart move for Lyft. That would be a way for Didi to sneak in here, China. Okay. Uh, all right, move on. I, w- I want to skip this next story if you can, but I want I want to go right to this uh, the the uh, Hyperloop story because um, Elon Musk is finally uh, demoed his, um, his Hyperlink technology. Uh, hyper, is it called Hyperlink? The Hyperlink. Hyperloop, I'm sorry, technology. And there's a, there's a cool video of, you know, it looks like about a quarter mile stretch of, uh, of track and they got the floating thing on it and it and it, it, it goes. It looks like it's going like, I didn't read it. I didn't read how fast it went, but it looked like it was going like, I don't know, like almost 100 miles an hour. It kind of got up there. Yeah. And uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I love this type of technology. I love what he's doing, um, how he's just innovative with, you know, automotive, with automotive industry, is innovative with transportation, period, space tourism, all these things that he wants to do. Like, I, man, he just, he he's out of this world in terms of his thinking. But with this particular thing, like, I mean, the, the objective is to be able to uh, speed up ground transportation and make it just as fast as uh, air flight transportation or airplane transportation, um, consumer air, um, consumer travel. And so I, I think that you talk about getting from Los Angeles to San Francisco, his objective is to be able to do it in 30 minutes, like in a whip, essentially. And I think that is crazy. And to be able to have that type of infrastructure in California, I think it would, it would create more tourism, it would create more business, more opportunity. And man, just to think that we could we don't have we don't we have an, another option of getting from point A to point B other than a plane. I think that's cool. Then we can get there fast and safe. That's awesome. Thirty minutes from LA to you'd have to be going like five. That's faster than a plane. Yeah, no, you, uh-huh. you'd have to be going like five hundred and sixty miles an hour. I don't know if I'm in that train. Oh, I'm in there. Really? I'm in there. <laughs> like five sixty. I mean, that's how fast you're going on a plane. Huh, really? So, yeah, you're going about five hundred miles on a plane. Oh Man. wow, that's wow, that's really crazy. Um, Cause you could do, yeah, you must be, yeah. yeah wow, that, that's that's I don't know, that's good. I don't know something about. I know what's scary to me actually, like being, you know, uh, whatever, ten thousand feet in the sky, you know, going super fast, or being on the ground going super fast in some crazy tunnel. And that's something. Other thing, I mean, are these? Are we? Are these? We're not talking about underground. We're talking about above ground stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Just and security. I I don't know. It's uh, who, who knows? Who knows? It's a, it's a brave new world. I can't. I can't. I, I'm, I'm always kind of fearful. Like, how are they going to keep me hey, secure? I, I've been what about on, terrorists? What about bombs? What about this? But, I've been on a bullet train in Japan yeah. and in China, and those, those things move. Those things yeah. go about close to 200, if not faster. I mean, right. so, like, add a, add a couple more hundred miles prior to it. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't nothing <laughs> to it. sprinkle a couple hundred miles. It ain't nothing to it. All right, man. We'll see. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's fast. That's very fast. Um, all right, moving on. Um, I want to talk about this 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 story which is very interesting to me like republicans are uh are very angry with zuckerberg and facebook over what they're calling um you know a bias against conservative news i mean the facebook news feed as we as we talk about we've talked a lot about the facebook news feed here and whatnot but uh they seem to say that there seems to be you know all the all the conservative news media the conservative news ecosystem seems to be locked out or or, or, or not not equally represented in in, in facebook and um, I don't know if this is true or not true, but and this is a, a non-political take. Well, I don't know. First of all, I've 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 obviously I've obviously a political take, but I have a non-political take too. But what do you what do you think of this whole allegation? Um, 
What I think of the whole allegation, <clears throat> I think that in terms of where we are in the zeitgeist and who the users are on Facebook, arguably you could say they're an older generation. Yeah. But you can make the same argument and say that they're still a younger generation. Uh, like like voting age wise, I'm saying yeah. like eighteen to thirty, right. like versus thirty five to sixty. So Facebook I I think like the people now. I think the politic of this might this is just my opinion, but the politic of the eighteen to thirty five might be might lean more towards uh democratic democratic party. And so I feel like in terms of the whole circus of how, you know, the the Republican candidate candidate has been chosen and just how that all that whole thing evolved in terms of the dialogue and the issues and how they were expressing. I think that diminished a lot of their uh their visit diminished a lot of their visibility and in turn their uh the recruit the recruitment of it and so i feel like because of that like that's why they're seeing the hit not because facebook is saying hey we're gonna not show these articles or whatever like i think what's your point what's your thoughts on it I, I, well uh, first of all i don't i don't know that facebook I, I i wouldn't be surprised if facebook isn't doing some sort of weird trojan algorithm to sort of you know i i think that you know, clearly the Zuckerberg and all those guys are kind of are, are, are left-leaning guys. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, is it ethical? That's a whole other question. No, it's not ethical. About like you know the responsibility of, uh, I mean of, of Facebook as a broadcast entity or Facebook. Is it, is as it a, ethical when Fox does it? Well, this what this this is what I'm saying. So this I mean Facebook is not. I mean they're not really a network. They're not really a news channel. They don't really abide by the same FCC laws or any kind of like any any, any journalistic kind of journalistic and take they can yeah. do whatever they want. It's, yeah. it's Facebook, you know. So uh, so by on one hand they can do whatever they want. So um, but you know with 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 people like Fox and Fox News or all these other or or, 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 or Republican. Um, uh, conservative radio, like there's plenty of there's plenty of places for these folks to to chirp and and and, and do their thing, and I don't I don't know yeah, that that is I don't know that that qualifies as real news. I feel like that there's I, for me I feel like there's new there's fact based news stories. This happened yesterday. Trump went here, did this, and said that. Is there not fact based news stories on Facebook? That's different from like you know. Uh, Obama's a Muslim and he's going to kill everyone. Of course. So, like, I feel like that the the, the conservative news media is 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 full of opinion based right. stuff right. that doesn't really qualify as news. Correct. So, if you want your conservative news, right. you go to your conservative news sources. If you don't, because they don't f appear in a Facebook, I, I, I don't know that that's like the thing. Now, we'll what say this. What they're saying is, is that okay? So, Facebook is Facebook is not generating these articles. They're not. They don't have writers that write for Facebook. No, no, but they're, they're they're pulling them they're in. Pulling and them so, in. if most of the articles they're pulling in are are more left versus right, then that's where they're saying it's unfair. Exactly, and I agree, and I, I agree. But but if we're but they're talking about. Again, most of the and, you know I'm, this is an un, unofficial survey, but like most of the right wing articles I've read are like opinion based, like they're not they're not fact based. For right. Me. So I don't know that, that that's where it gets like if I read something that says some from some conservative thing that has this whole you know diatribe about you know how Obama's going to ruin the country, you know, or how Hillary is a murderer, murdering bitch, or whatever they're going to say, then I don't know that that goes in my news feed. I don't know that that's 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 the first argument. The second thing I want to say is, look. Facebook is for older people, but every crazy 
right wing theory that I've heard or every every kind of political discussion or argument I get into, like those people's number one and two sources for their news are sort of Fox News and, and, and conservative radio and Facebook. Facebook is a place where you find like-minded folks and you get up in there with all your like-minded folks and you share a bunch of articles Twitter, about- Twitter, Twitter. You know, Twitter's another one too, but like in Facebook, you really get your news and your news from people that are like-minded people. You share articles from, you know, the Dredge Report and Obama's, you know, and socialist this, and you kind of go back, back and forth. So these people who I argue with on a regular basis, like come back with all the stuff that are armed. Well, I read on Facebook, like, what are you talking about? So for me, I don't know. I, you know, Facebook is the news feed. It's like Twitter. It's the news feed that you create, like in, you know, um, for yourself. Like Twitter, you can you can follow who you want and get the news you want. Make the news feed you want. I feel like Facebook is very similar to that. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that, that's that's just my comments. Whether or not they're doing it or not, I think like I think they they probably are. And I think they have the right to. Yeah, I, I think they probably are too. I think they have the right to because it's it's it's. I don't know. It's Facebook. What do you, you, you just go go talk to your friends. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I uh, anyway, I'm out. Um, we're almost out of time, but I want to skip to um, a couple quick things. I want to skip to uh, Lupita. The Lupita Nyong'o is in talks of starring Black Panther, which is, um, you know, sounds great. I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't it, it seems like a, a, a no-brainer. I mean, it's it's Black Panther. It's black superhero. You know, set in the the, the, the the fake African nature of Wakanda, but you know, Lupita is Lupita is a, a, a Nigerian, I believe, Nigerian born. Is that correct? So, I mean, that, wait, um, real life? Yeah. What is she? No, she's Kenyan. She's Kenyan. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so African and of African <laughs> descent, and so I don't know. I, I, that sounds great. I wonder if she's gonna play that sister. Did you see Savor yet? No. Okay. Uh, I wonder if she's gonna play Black Panther's sidekick, who is this badass. Plus, she's playing playing his love interest. Oh, that could be okay. I didn't mean it could be good. Okay. Oh. okay, I wonder because, but either way, Coogler and uh, Circus, Andy Circus, and uh, and uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyong'o, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, all in too. So. But we gotta wait to 2018 though, or 2017. 17, I okay. think. Uh, actually, I don't remember. I think it's 2018. Damn. February 2018. Damn, that's far. It's too oh, far. Yeah, it is 18. Damn, yeah. that's far. All right, well, whatever. I mean, he's gotta get Creed two out of there hey, too. And- I think the technology will be even way crazier. Yeah. So he'll he'll have he'll have dope stuff at his access at his yeah, fingertips. Is, is, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, what else? Last but not least, oh, just really quickly, we had a minute, but I just want to touch on these two trailers. Um, they came out. I'm really excited about this. Did you see these trailers yet? Did you no, see? I have not. Okay, <clears throat> uh, really good. Check them out. Um, uh, Infinity War, Black Ops, not Black Ops. Um, Modern Warfare, thank you. Call of Duty, Infinity War looks incredible in November. And then also Battlefield 1. Both those look incredible. I'm really excited about those. E3. I've, yeah, oh, E3 is coming up. I've, I've been excited about a video game in a long time, so I'm excited about these. Uh, I think that's it for us. we got to get out of here. But that's, that's good. A lot of Google, a lot of Amazon, a lot of Google, but um, that's what we got. Uh, anything sure. else for you That is all, man. You guys can find me at... Akili Shine on Instagram and Twitter, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And you can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braz, well as well as Snapchat at uh, J.K. Braz. Um, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Next week.
Executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.